Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, episode 11 of No Catch-Up here, shooting at an undisclosed location. Sean is uh, out traveling the world right now, getting his Carmen Sandiego on. But I'm joined here by a special guest, Miss Jamie Lidoff. Hello. What's going on? I Can I just say that I am so happy to be here? I feel like this was a long time coming and that when we started doing this, it was just inevitable that you were going to make it make it on here. And uh, I mean, if I don't think I could have texted you more times about this <laughs> podcast. So yeah. I love podcasts. I love you guys. I love this podcast. I'm just... Just happy to be here, and, we, and thanks to Sean about this. for yeah. peacing out. Thank you for Sean, yeah, for going to. Uh, I think he's in Berlin somewhere. Uh, somewhere watching doing something, somewhere, some he's watching soccer, soccer game. If you listen closely yeah. enough, you could hear it. Yeah, Instagram and his uh, <laughs> his travels all over the place. So awesome, yeah. So Jamie's here today, guys. Um, we are going to break it down for you. Talk a little bit about the Bulls heading into the playoffs. Some NBA storylines that we're interested in. Um, the NCAA a little bit because I know Jamie has an interesting perspective on that. And then uh, a little bit of Tony Romo talk, the Tony Romo farewell tour for uh, quarterbacks who haven't won a Super Bowl or an MVP and that don't go to the playoffs because they fumble extra points. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. But, yeah, otherwise, what's up? What's going on? Welcome. Thank you. What's been uh, what's been going on with you? How's your week been? What you been up to? I mean, I went to the beach yesterday. Yeah, that happened. It on actually April happened in April fifteenth. Yeah, that was amazing. It was crazy. I think uh, this week we had a couple of those days where in the morning it was like seventy degrees, and then by nighttime it was like thirty. And then yesterday was just absolutely gorgeous, about yeah. like seventy five degrees. Yeah, got people outside, were everywhere. Yeah, people were all over the That's place. That's the best. That's the best thing about Chicago. Yeah, that everyone comes out. Dude, as soon as it's warm, it's literally like you have to get outside the house. Uh, yeah, Nikki like and I can't were talking even watch about TV. that. Yeah, you can't do anything. Like we were kind of happy this morning that the sun didn't come out because it's like, all right, we don't have to leave the yeah. house today. Because when the sun comes out, it's like, yo, I gotta go do something. Um, but yeah, and then last night, obviously, yeah, we you celebrated. threw a good party. Threw a little party. Um, it was definitely my style. You know, I put it together at the very last minute. So for those who don't know, it was your girlfriend Nikki's thirtieth birthday. birthday. We're kind of yeah. on a thirtieth birthday tour. It is a thirtieth birthday tour right now. Yeah, a lot of thirtieths going on. And uh, yeah, her birthday was actually on Monday, but my daughter's birthday is on the day before hers. So we celebrated my daughter last week. And then this week we were doing Nikki's, so we went out to a bar and company, yeah, a little barbecue spot. Uh, we show up there about seven thirty, about fifteen of us, um, and it's funny. So the server comes up to us, and right off the jump, she's like, "Yo, I'm not the server, I'm a bartender," and pretty much said, "I don't want to be doing this right now," which was interesting because we Sweet. called happy and made the reservation. Like, "Yeah, happy birthday, <laughs> Nikki." I'm like, "All right, so this is this is kind of cool." Um, you know, ends up ends up being kind of a whole interesting experience with her. Uh, not really going to get into that too much, but I will say that uh, this place brought out some smoking wings, smoked wings. I had the buffalo smoked wings over there. Okay, uh, well, before you go into that, let's just talk about the outlandish statement that you made related to the wings. So, well, as a consumer <laughs> of Buffalo Joe's, yeah, amazing sauce questionable proportion of wing size it's yeah hit or miss also the bird's nest where we frequent from time to time Love hit the up nest. the bears games uh-huh. shout out tina tina's Favorite awesome server, hey, the might best. be the hardest working person in chicago amazing yeah. bears hair clips yeah, as tina. well <laughs> she does have um, the bears hair clips on deck but <laughs> you made a statement last night that the Barn and Company wings were the best buffalo wings you ever had. I don't think I said were, like, definitively. I think I said they might be some of the best. Maybe I did say were. I don't know. That's fine. Do you stand by that statement today? So I will say this. Um, bird's Nest, you know, I'm not going to go against the I love the Bird's Nest, but they were up there. They do, yeah. like, a weird, like, smoke-type wing to where, like, it's nice and, like, kind of, like, hard and crispy on the outside, but inside it's still juicy. And I think they throw it on the grill afterwards. I don't know. It was a good wing. A come-from-behind win it for was, the barn. Yeah, company. man. I, was, I wasn't expecting it, but they brought out the wings, and they actually came quickly. I was thinking our food was going to take like three hours just well, based on the situation. Well, first they dumped it all one inch from my face. Yeah. Oh, yeah and then, that was a brush with death. And then yeah, the but, guy dropped all the food on the floor, which I've never seen at a restaurant before. Um, so, yeah, that was hilarious. But, yeah, ended up being a good wings. Ended up being a good time. Ended up at the Holiday Club afterwards. Always a good time. Yeah, that was actually my <laughs> first time there, and uh, that place is special. So, yeah, went over there. Uh, listen to some music, kind of had a good time. But, yeah, I mean, Nikki wanted a low-key celebration. That's kind of what we did. So, yeah, everybody came out, and it was it was awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good time. So, last night, we were there, 20 people deep. The Hawks are on. Mm-hmm. 
the Hawks are getting cooked. Man, five to nothing yesterday, was it? I mean, I can't pretend I really cared that much. Yeah, I had my Blackhawks Hawks hat fan? on, and people were like uh, trying to trying to talk Hawks to me, and I was like, I'm a very very like surface fan. I don't know. I can't go deep into yeah, it. Yeah, so that like I don't thrashed. cry. Yeah. But I hope they win. We got you a lot of see them win. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of friends that are fans. People mm-hmm. around the city. It's good for the city. Yeah, you always so get to the Hawks it's surprising. The whole thing. Yeah, they got killed. But you know what? First game of the playoffs, I'm not too concerned about it. You know, obviously they'll bounce back. That team is definitely playoff tested. So uh, yeah, but they got to yeah. go to Nashville. They they're down. Nashville, yep. They're down two games. I don't know. The only thing is that teams like that, there are only a few of them: Packers, Spurs, Patriots. That like you know they'll be back in it yeah. next year. So. Shout out to them for that and just sustained success. We definitely don't have really any of that. We all expect the Cubs to be there. Yeah, you would but it's only really year three of that. Yeah. It's like year eleven of the Hawks. So good yeah. for them. I hope they can pull a comeback, but I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, they are the closest thing that we have to a dynasty right now. And I know people get on us for not talking about the Hawks a lot, but yeah, for sure, we are pulling for the Hawks. So go Blackhawks! Let's uh, let's, let's bring it back to Chicago. I always like going to those parades. Always a good time. So. Yeah, go fill the Predators Stadium. There's some bad blood there about them not letting Chicago fans. Oh in, yeah, right? are they not selling tickets to Chicago yeah. fans or something like that? So for that reason, you're a hockey get team in it. Tennessee. You should probably try to get as many people into the into yeah. the rink as possible. Come on. So yeah. All right, so let's get into everyone's favorite topic, my favorite topic, the wonderful Chicago Bulls. Um, opening up the playoffs in about two hours here. We are recording this Sunday afternoon. Um, Open up about two hours against the Boston Celtics. So, like, it happened. We have it, to watch the Bulls. We have to the watch playoffs. the Bulls in the playoffs. Um, for anybody that's been listening, I've been rallying against this forever. I just did not want to see this team in the playoffs. I thought with back-to-back no playoff appearances, we could really start to get the thing for Fred getting fired to go. Um, but now that he makes the playoffs, I feel like he bought time because the Bulls just care about making the playoffs every year. That's like their biggest thing. Um, and yeah, I think that now we bought Fred more time for more Hoiberg ball. And I'm going to be forced to watch this team for at least another four games. And I'm not happy about it. You have a different take on it. So I had the same take as you all year. <laughs> I hate watching them. It's not fun. I hate the organization. It's maddening, everything about them, everything about Jerry. I mean, like, I, I hate it. I can't even, like, say that strongly <laughs> enough. And you're a former season ticket holder, we should mention. Yeah, yeah. I luckily gave that up this year. And they started start selling buy one, get one free <laughs> ticket. So Bogo on the ticket. But, I mean, it happened. Like, they backed into this eighth seed, and now they're in it. And it's kind of an interesting series against Boston. Like, they match up pretty well, and I don't know. I'm not super thrilled about it, but it could it could be good. Why not? Yeah, so I guess I'm not being a good fan by uh, by not. I mean, I'm rooting for no, them. I want, I don't, I want don't them to let win. them tell you that. Yeah, I, you, you could be the fan. Yeah, that you are. Yeah, I could are. be the fan that I want to be. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. Um, yeah. So I don't want to live your yeah, authentic life. I don't want to root against the Bulls. I'm just like. I, I don't know how much more I can take. Um, hopefully in the playoffs, you know, it changes a little bit. Uh, they figure out some form of offense, but after 82 games, you can't really expect that to happen. Um, I mean, everyone was getting on fans last week for wanting them to lose to the Nets, yeah. which they weren't going to do because the Nets rested their two best players. And so that wasn't going to happen. But – now, like, they're in it, and we got to watch it. I mean, we obviously, we <laughs> acknowledge Nets, that Nets they did it wrong. The resting their players is also Yeah, somebody made a phone call there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, I don't know why they someone. need to rest anybody for anything, but yeah. But, like, they, they did it wrong. We yeah. acknowledge that. Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo, they shouldn't be on the team. They should have started with Jimmy and a bunch of young dudes. That obviously didn't Shout happen. out Rondo, though, still, oh, for holding him. it down. By Great far guy. the best point guard on the roster. Instagram yeah. all-star. <laughs> <laughs> Rise to fame via my, Instagram in My vets never went to the media. But, yeah, so they did that wrong. But now we're here. And the Celtics, kind of this series, you see that the Celtics are the anti-Bulls. Right. They did this right. They did everything right. Three-point shooters, building around uh, Rebuilt Thomas. Rebuilt quickly and quick. efficiently. Good coach. Hired yeah, the right the, college coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have, like, a homeless man. Yeah, we have, we have the ISU mayor. We have, we have a beyond homeless man's Brad Stevens. But um, everyone was getting on fans for, not, for rooting for them to lose. Sure. Whatever happened to sports, blah, 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 blah. Everyone, we're all feeling like bad fans. And then I was like, no. Because you look back at the Celtics from 20. 2015 okay mm-hmm. Brad Stevens second year I think they trade for Isaiah Thomas and Rondo's still there and like 
they're doing kind of what the Bulls did this year, except sure. like with so much more heart and they were on the up and up and they started winning a bunch of games in March and April and like ended up like 41 and 41 or something around there, yeah. just like us. And they end up with the seventh seed and like their fans are pumped. And the reason yeah. that they're pumped and we're mad is because they were on the up and up. Like we're, we're on the down. That's the like issue. this is rock bottom. Yeah. Like this is stuck in neutral right here. I mean, I don't, I don't feel that I don't feel good about the Bulls winning anything. Because I don't see like any type of long term trajectory of what they want to do. No, um, you don't know who on this roster is going to be there for long term. You don't. I mean, I'll, you know, are they going to trade Jimmy in the off season? Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I've expressed my thoughts on that before. I think you keep Jimmy. Um, there's only so many superstars in the NBA, and you have one, and you need one to win. So I would keep Jimmy. But yeah, it's just it's just frustrating because it's like, yeah, okay, we win a couple playoff games, and then next year, what happens? You know, we don't have a high draft pick coming to us anymore. Um, that draft pick was being made by Gar Foreman anyway. Yeah, exactly. This is another problem. And that was the difference with the Celtics. The Celtics were doing this with Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. We're yeah. doing it with Gar Pax and Fred Hoiberg. Um, Which is kind of interesting about the Celtics, I think, is that nobody ever questions what any Boston sports team does. Yeah. Like, Cleveland's kind of slumping. They probably should have traded for Jimmy. They have all these picks, Paul George, something like that. And they didn't. And I mean, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And they should have like they should have done something and they didn't do anything, but right. nobody ever questions it because they always win. They're always fine. And we're in the totally opposite situation where like you couldn't do the Bulls couldn't do anything that I would not be skeptical of. Yeah, every move that they make um doesn't make sense. Like if you look back on it like so if the whole point of what was the point of the Taj and Doug deal if you weren't trying to tank and not make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So why would you just give away Doug and Taj for a campaign who shouldn't even be in the NBA and is getting D league minutes. Um, what was the point of making that trade? If you were still going to go in? that's the thing that I'm talking about. Why make a trade, a tanking trade or whatever it was supposed to be and then still make the playoffs. They can't even do that. Right. Yeah. Did they want to make the playoffs? You literally said, I mean, I would think Taj. they wanted to free Taj because like Taj is an angel sent from heaven yeah, and yeah. like sustained shout all of their bullshit. Taj, man. But I know that's not why they Hard did it. Gibson. That's like why I hope they did yeah, it, yeah. but that's not why they did it. It was a bad trade. And you gave up a pick in that. I mean, you gave that's up a second round pick for no reason. Like unbelievable. Yeah. To get campaign. Who's your, now your fifth point guard on the roster. It's just fifth point guard. that can't shoot. They cannot shoot. Can't play. Um, yeah, it has no business being out there and is not going to help us in the playoffs this year. So I guess, yeah, you're going to get a two-year look at campaign for giving up Taj when you could actually use him in the playoffs, um, especially in this series. Like, Taj would be a difference maker in this type of series because yeah. he's perfect to match up against Boston and Al Horford. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, Bulls just making the type of moves that don't make sense. And uh, But this series could be exciting. So you think you guys have a chance? I think we have a chance to win two games. Okay. I do not think that we have a chance. And so, I hope we don't because the Celtics, again, like how we thought Miami deserved to be here, the yeah. Celtics deserve to be here and they deserve to move on. Yeah, Miami definitely deserved to be there. I really want to see some Raiders Island in the playoffs yeah. and uh, see exactly what's going to happen with that. Um, and that was going to be one of the things that I was interested in heading into the NBA playoffs, but the Bulls took that away from me. So, Well, thanks, there's, I mean, the coaching advantage that the Celtics have, you mentioned, so yep. that'll be glaringly obvious. Um it's a good matchup for Jimmy and Isaiah Thomas, but I mean, we're kind of fun. We're playing with house money. Why yeah. not try and get a game? Try True. and get some wins. Cheer for the Bulls. Maybe it'll be exciting. We got playoff Rondo, playoff Dwayne Wade. Oh, if it that's is real prime anymore. time Rondo. Yeah, no, prime time Rondo likes to get triple double. So we'll we'll see what's going on over there. Um, the only thing that I can't hear about is people trying to think that this is going to be anything like the 2009 series like don't even bring that up oh the double the multiple wasn't every game overtime or something? yeah every yeah. game is decided by like one basket yeah. the best first round series the, ever the ben gordon game but that was like that was when we were like the 2015 celtic like derrick rose is a rookie speaking of best uh speaking of best series ever i was in the barbershop yesterday and uh one of the barbers was random he's from chicago he's a celtics fan and he was saying that uh, once Boston and Washington, if they do meet up in the second round, that it's going to be the greatest, uh, greatest playoff series ever. And I was, I was ready to smack Boston and Washington. Boston and Washington, because you know they had like the little beef this year. They did the whole uh, thing where Washington showed up into all black at the game, and I guess there's just some sort of beef. I don't know. Um, People say wild stuff. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> like, bro, like. First off, you thought about that, and then you decided to say that. Right? Like, you know <laughs> what I said mean? That, you said those words. I, I can't wait till Boston, Washington, which is going to be the best series like in the history of the NBA. So I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was talking about. Sorry, quick side note on that. But um, yeah, 
I guess you're turning me a little bit. You're right. We're playing with house money. Um, why not see them win a couple games, make it interesting, and at least enjoy what I'm watching? Yeah. I mean, what else are we going to talk about right now if it's not that? Especially got the Hawks getting cooked, Cubs, yep. Sox, it's early. This is like a lull before we can start talking about the Bears preseason. So let's watch it. The immortal Mike Glennon coming for us. <laughs> threw out the first pitch the other day. Like this, this dude's throwing out, throwing out the first pitch at Wrigley. All right, so we'll, we'll see what happens with the Bulls today. Um, all right, so keeping with the NBA, um, I know we had talked a little bit this week about just a couple playoff storylines that we're interested in. Mine was uh, Russ, Russ Westbrook, the immortal Russ Westbrook. Putting in the triple-double this season, what is he going to do in the playoffs, and does he have another gear? Is it possible for Russ Westbrook to have another gear? I mean, the ceiling is the roof for Russell. The ceiling is the roof. (laughs) I don't know. I'm never saying no to anything that he doesn't have another gear. Absolutely. Yeah, why why not Russ Westbrook? That dude is awesome. Um, Definitely, you know, I've heard Sean and I talk about it. Definitely deserves to get the MVP. Unanimously. Um, People need to stop. People need to stop. stop. Someone wrote an article the other day trying to give it to Bron, and I'm like, those boys went 23 and 23 just, over their last 46 games. Out. Yeah, um, so I'm really excited to see Russ. I want to see um, that series in particular, Houston versus Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's just, gonna be the best. Yeah, if you want to watch some up and down basketball, a whole lot of scoring, absolutely no defense. Um, Russ versus James Harden, who I love. James Harden, shout out Sun Devil. Um, <laughs> used to see that guy on campus all the time riding his bike. He had like a beach cruiser. And this is before he had the beard, but like he was like the man on like campus, a regular obviously. bike that you pedal, not no, like it was electric. Like the, it was like the Debo bike, yeah. Okay, like from Friday, <laughs> and he would roll around campus with a backpack with no books in it. Like he knew he was going to the league. Um, so yeah, I used to see James all the man. time. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited for that series. I think that's going to be an awesome one. Um, that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. Um, how about you? I know you have a you have a team that you were you were interested in. I love Milwaukee. Yeah, I love the Bucks. Fear the deer. It's a movement. Is it because of Giannis? Is it because of Jay I like? Kidd? Well, first, I like the city of Milwaukee. <laughs> I love okay. it. It's an amazing place. I think that would be the best place to play basketball. It's underrated, an adult playground. Underrated town. Super underrated Kinda town. Kind of like Indy. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's like Nashville, but with shittier weather. Yeah. So, like, it would be like the Bachelor Bachelorette party capital if it had better <laughs> weather. I just, I like it. I We're like it up there. going to Milwaukee. But, yeah, they're so fun. <laughs> yeah. They're young and they're fun. They're, like, again, everything that I want to be. Do you kind of want Tony Snell back a little bit? No. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want Tony Snell back in any capacity. But he's balling over there. They got a leading nice, the team. It's funny, dude. You leave, you leave the Bulls, and all of a sudden you can start shooting and, and play better. I don't even want to get back on the Bulls. Um, but, yeah. No, <laughs> Tony Snell dunked yesterday. Yeah. T-Snell had a, T-Snell's balling. I think Giannis had, what, like 30 yesterday? Yeah. Like 28? Um, they're it's definitely an interesting team. I'm really mad that Jabari got hurt because I love Jabari I Parker. Uh, if anybody follows the boring Jabari Parker account <laughs> on Instagram, it's awesome. Uh, it's on Instagram. I used to follow sorry. it on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is I don't I mean. know if I do anymore. I get, I but get social mixed up. I'm not a good social media <laughs> person. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that team is awesome. I love J Kid. Yeah, I, I think I think he's no, everything awesome. they're doing is awesome. Yeah. So I thought for a while that it was going to be like a Bulls. Bucks rivalry, but they they're really taking the cake they're there. There's awesome. really they don't even care about coming down is, here. Yeah, Giannis is awesome. Uh, they got Malcolm Brogdon. Shout out Eli for the Thon Maker prediction. <laughs> um, yeah, Eli had like told me about Thon Maker. I want to say like five years ago. Yeah. Um, he's like, yo, Thon. look at this dude's videos. Like he's ridiculous. Like he's a seven foot eighth grader. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yesterday I texted Eli. I was like, man, your prediction came right. Like Thon Maker is starting an NBA playoff game for the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. Um, I think they're going to be one of the most exciting teams that we see here. But overall, the first round just looks so it much looks better than last so year. Good, yeah. Um, the matchups are ridiculous. I mean, I think you got good series all over. Clippers, uh, Clippers, Jazz. Who I had the Jazz winning that series, but obviously Gobert got hurt yesterday, it's and that's so huge. Tough. Yeah, the first play. Yeah, it's 17 seconds in, yeah. and I hate the Clippers. Like, I that's another team that I just can't stand watching. Um, like, I really want to like Chris Paul, and I really want to like Blake Griffin, but something about them just, I don't know. I don't like either of it's them. It's Chris Paul's face. Something about, like, that stank <laughs> face that he has all the time. I cannot take it. It's just always, like, the, if we had the I just right now, you see it. But, like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I kind of think that he thinks he's something. He's got this, like, class above everyone else. And but like, he hasn't no won anything. He hasn't been outside anymore. the yeah. second round. Yeah. Like, is like, he going to get a Tony Romo type right, tour? Yeah, he he's going to get the Tony Romo <laughs> award. Yeah, and they're always complaining. Um... Doc is like always 
Doc always looks like he's about to cry on the sidelines. Like, yeah. he has that same thing, that same face of just, like, and yeah. it's like, you guys are always bitching about I kind of like J.J. Reddick. I like J.J. too. I used to hate J.J. Reddick. Oh, my God. I hated him so much. But, I, like, I've heard him on a variety of podcasts. He has his own podcast. So, yeah, which I actually didn't think was very good. But you it didn't was, like it, really? No. It was I, like the, I listened to it. The couple I listened to was, like, him giving you a tour of his tattoos. And, like, I wasn't yeah. interested. But I've seen him as a guest <laughs> on other ones, like Tony... Uh, Katie did, Nolan. He did Bill Simmons too, I think. Yeah, and he's got did some hit. interesting stories, stuff to say about like Chris Collins, who I'm interested in yeah. being the Northwestern coach. So no, I don't like the Clippers. I don't think they're, they're going just anywhere. Not a likable team. I love I Jamal Crawford not, though. Yes, Jamal oh, Crawford's yeah, go and blue that's all day. Guy, yeah, Come on, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think the yeah, the injury's tough, but I, th- I mean they did it last night. Yeah, and I, I kind of look at the Clippers as like a better version of the Bulls. Yeah, that's like, who they point to when yeah. they're like, don't you just want to do you just want to win and get Every in the playoffs? Every year get in no. the playoffs, but nothing happens. Why? You know what I mean? Your your roster is so flawed that you can't get past um, certain teams. You have no chance of winning it every year. I mean, even the Clippers started out hot this year. No one thought that they were going to win. No, you know they're I mean? always no doing point, the same it's thing. It's the same exact thing. Um, and like, yeah, Chris Paul's a great player. Blake Griffin's a good player. I think DeAndre. Blake Griffin's kind of corny. You think he's corny? Yeah. What, what's corny? Tell me why you think Blake I Griffin's corny. I, just I don't know. His whole swag? Like, yeah, his whole swag is kind of corny. He's just, just kind of ridiculous. Look how he beats up the equipment manager? Yeah, that. That's, that's <laughs> like anti-swag. Um, yeah, he's just kind of a ridiculous person. Like, I, do you, Would you want him on your team? No, you want Blake Griffin on yeah, your team? No, no I don't, you I, don't. I think he's kind of corny. I think it was funny. Like, Remember when Blake Griffin was like the next big thing, like jumping over yeah. Kias and all that stuff? And like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of whatever. He's a little too Hollywood Yeah, he's kind of whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, DeAndre, I don't have a problem with DeAndre. I don't mind him, but yeah, the Clippers overall, um, Cleveland series should be good. I mean, Cleveland. Yeah. I want to see what's going to happen with that. Um, I mean, I, they're going to, they're, they're going gonna to win. win. It's just, yeah, I want to see if Cleveland can put it together and start dominating. Cause they usually cruise past the first round since they've had LeBron back. And uh, did they just give George up? They think going. they can turn it on for the playoffs. I don't know, but if Boston goes through, like, do you really want to give Boston home court advantage? You know, they need to hope that Boston gets knocked out because Cleveland kind of BS their way through the end of the regular season yeah. and fell out. And there's no reason that team should be the second seed in the East. You know and what I mean? I feel like LeBron would know that you can't really flip the switch. Yeah. Like he's tried that a couple times and it didn't work out before. Yeah, it's weird. I don't I don't know what's up with them. Um they start off really good and then their defense is just terrible. Um they same problems with love that they had though. before. They did get the win yesterday, Close one. one point. Yeah. Um. And I mean, Paul George is a great player. So yeah. you know, and that and they, we got know, Lance back. Yeah, Lance playoff Lance. <laughs> playoff Lance. Playoff everything Lance we wanted. Playoff LeBron is awesome. If he blows in LeBron's ear again, um, let's just, yeah, <laughs> just pull a repeat. Play. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you got that going. Uh, Warriors are actually playing right now. Um. That series, it's like four games, five games. Um, yeah. It'll be entertaining. Because Damian Lillard's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and McCollum, those guys score a yeah. ton of points. But I don't think that they have any type of chance against um, against the Warriors no. at all, obviously. Do you uh, think anyone like does? Take. <laughs> I think the most dangerous matchup for the Warriors... I don't. I, I. I can't see it. Like I want to say the Spurs, but I don't think the Spurs offensively can hang with them. Yeah. I want to say Houston can give them a run for their money because Houston can just score so many points. But you don't really want to get into a game of running up and down with the Warriors all game because they're better at that than you. Um, yeah. There's no like Warriors uh, Thunder last year. Yeah. Uh, that was an amazing series. Yeah. Was that last year or the year before? That was uh, last year. That no, last that was last year. year. That's when they came back yeah. Game 3-1. Amazing yeah. series. And yeah. there's there isn't that for them. The, all that is going to be in the East. But I don't know. I like to see it change. Is it going to be in the East though? Because if Cle- so, if Cleveland gets their stuff together, like yeah, Cleveland is obviously the only team that's built to challenge them. But like, dude, I, we just talked about it. like I don't think you can back into the playoffs like that and think it's going to be okay. Like I yeah. don't get that on off switch stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like a Boston Cleveland series, I think yeah. could be interesting. Yeah, that'd be a lot that of fun. could be like a more fun series than watching like whoever is going to play the Warriors. Yeah, I think Spurs, the Warriors, Warriors. are just going to steamroll through them. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you never know what the Spurs, they are the Spurs, it is Popovich, but uh, I mean, this Warriors team is loaded. I mean, you just look at their starting lineup where you have Draymond, Clay, Steph, Kevin Durant, and whoever. I think it's Zaza Pachulia is their, <laughs> their fifth guy. It really guy. does, it, like, it could be me or you as the fifth person there. Yeah, and you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. But so, it's, the, it's the best time of the year. Even yeah. independent of the Bulls, we got all these good yeah. storylines. So. The NBA is like... I feel like the NBA has fully taken over as like the Premier League. In my eyes, like I, I 
you know how I feel about the NFL. I, mean, I kind of hate the NFL. Yeah, you love hate the NFL. Yeah, I love like, hate the NFL. We'll be out there sure. watching it. Yeah, so. I'll watch them, but like the NBA is just so much more entertaining. Yeah, the players are so the much stories. more entertaining. Yeah, like the NFL is just bad press after bad press. Like, yeah, the like, I mean, there's so many even like off the court storylines yeah. and swagger and things. That's yeah. what that's what I like about it. And yeah, then the, you get in, get a good series and yeah, get some fun games. There's people hate the NBA. I don't get it. Though. It's wild. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see it all. Everyone's like they only play the last minute. They don't turn it on to the That's playoffs. That's all BS. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they only play in the fourth quarter. Like the guys don't care. Like you know, da, 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 da. I'm like, what are I you talking about? Yeah, what? like I don't know. I went to Bulls Raptors this mm-hmm. year. They went into overtime and it was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome game. So like, uh, yeah. Some people don't like it. Same way. I don't like soccer. I don't. Uh, hockey's fine. I just, my heart's not in it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I agree. The NBA is the, the premier entertainment for right sure. Right now, the NBA is winning. Absolutely. 100%. The NFL shoots itself in the foot literally every every chance that they can. Um, baseball's just too long. Baseball's too long. And I feel like baseball is like, if, you're base, if your team's not good in baseball, you're not going to really watch other baseball games. Whereas if no. your ba- NBA team sucks or your NFL team sucks, like you'll still watch other games. But, like, I'm a Sox fan, right? Like, so, you know, I watch Sox games, but I'm not really going to tune in and, like, watch the Atlanta Braves. You know what I mean? I don't like, think I would watch anything except yeah. the Cubs game. And, like, I, watch I couldn't Cubs, even yeah. tell you a time that like, I did. I watch the Sox. I watch some Cubs games. Other than that, like, I really don't care. I don't yeah. care to follow it. Like, like Sunday night baseball is not appointment. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Like yeah. I really, I really don't care. I it's, would watch a terrible NFL game that I had nothing to do with. Yeah, though. I would watch like, like six of them in a row. It's such like a passive sport to watch too. Like you kind of just yeah. have it on and you're just doing other stuff. And you know, I mean, it's just it's just kind of whatever. But yeah, the NBA is definitely winning right now. NBA playoffs are, are where it's at. Yeah, and what do we have? Another goes till at the beginning of June. So yeah, it goes on forever. The NBA playoffs go on for like three years. So um, buckle in. Yeah. All right, so I was talking to you about this this week, the 30 for 30 on John Calipari. Yeah. It was awesome. You Did you put watch me it? on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew it was good when you and Eli both texted me. I was like, all right, for sure. I was firing I, off I, some tweets. Yeah. Like, I was doing it all. <laughs> I, gotta, I loved I gotta it. I got to watch this thing and see what's going on. Yeah, that was awesome. I um, loved it. Yeah. I wanted to watch it again. Um, 30 for 30 is just an awesome series. For sure. Just, they have some good ones. This was <laughs> one of my favorite ones, for sure. Just so many things that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, number one thing I learned, a young Coach Cal, hot. <laughs> yeah, Super hot. you were talking hot. about that last night. <laughs> and every girl that I've talked to, I've been like, so, like, him at UMass? Like, pretty hot. And yeah, they're like, said, I know. You said like, that to Nikki, is, and she didn't obviously This is not we a hot watching, take. This like, is yeah. common. <laughs> yeah. Take a look. Anyways, Cal, in your 20s, get at me. But <laughs> that was, it was so good, and... What I I don't want to like ruin. I think and the best things about it were that there's just stuff that you learn, little details right. while you're watching it. So I don't want to go into any of those, but just so many players. Yeah, awesome people. So in the many documentary. just coming yeah. out of the woodwork. It was no one that you didn't know. Like obviously, I knew Anthony Davis played at Kentucky for right, Cal. Right. But like just him, Boogie, Marcus Camby, Derek Rose, and he gets all John those Wall. guys to come back out and yes. see. Even uh, Camby, who yeah, Camby played with thirty years Everybody. ago. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, he's getting more people to the NBA than any coach in history, and it just got me super heated on a topic that I know that you are also super heated about, and it's the NCAA. I hate the NCAA. They um, are awful. And I, yeah, and, I, and that's that's kind of what I liked about the documentary too is that he kind of said, "Look, um, you know, I'm I'm here to change these people's lives." And obviously, we're not acting like Cal doesn't benefit from the things that he does. Obviously, yeah. he's a high-paid coach. He's got a lot of prestige, but if you look at the documentary, I mean, he he really kind of got that point across, which I really like that like, look, I have the chance to take these kids. Most of my kids come from poor backgrounds. Most of my kids don't have any college experience. You know, their family didn't go to college or anything like that, and I literally have the opportunity to change these kids' lives. Yeah, um, or to help a lot them. Of hate his whole thing it. was helping them change their own lives. Their own lives, yeah. Too. And yeah. just like for themselves. Yeah. Like, they don't owe Kentucky anything. Not at all. Go. Play your year and get to the NBA. You want to come back in the summer? Or you want or if you're in the NBA, not the summer. But you want to come back? Yeah. You want to take courses online? Whatever. That's fine. If not, like, get go your get degree your, yeah, if you, you want to get your degree. You don't have to come back you're here. Good. This is like, about jobs. The yeah. same reason, like, you or I would go to college mm-hmm. to get a job. They don't owe anyone anything. And, and so w- that's his whole thing. And it just... Got me super hot about all these people and the NCAA that thinks all these players should just be out there playing for free. For free, yeah, and that the, it's the education that they're getting. Like, and it, I watch a lot of college sports. Yeah. I don't want to pretend I'm like down in Indianapolis picketing, but I'm not. I watch a lot of Michigan. I go to a lot of Northwestern Michigan games. Yeah. Like I did two brackets, whatever. Right. But 
well, you also work in the industry too, yeah. right? I mean, you're, I mean, you're I associated with college before, sports. Who's yeah. making a ton of yeah, like You see sports. the business side of this, yeah, right? I like, work this in an agency not... now. Like we have clients that are spending money. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm like above this. No, all. but I'm saying like you have an interesting perspective because you see the amount of money that's actually goes into these events, oh my right? God, like it's this is crazy. not like amateurism. This is a full on business. A couple years ago, I, the first Final Four I went to was in Dallas. So okay. we're talking Jerry's World. Like right. I walked into there and was like, this is a circus. Like this, that's when you're like, this is just dirty. Yeah, don't tell me that it's amateur. Like, yeah. You're looking at this tiny court in mm-hmm. Jerry's world that they had to hang a second scoreboard from the normal scoreboard so that you could see if you were in the lower seats. Like right. the amount of people, 100,000 I mean, person stadium, the right? amount of money, the sponsors, just the fanfare. Like this, it's absurd. And like everybody's making money except the people that matter. Yeah. Everybody's making money. That's and a, that's a strong line. Everybody's making money except for the people that matter. For yeah, sure. Yeah, except like they're not there. Like when you were talking about um, Dan Dakich last week yeah. and what he had to say, like woo woo woo, they only work twenty Corn hours. Ball work twenty hours for sixty thousand dollars a year. But he just said they year. work twenty hours. Yeah. You just said they work. Yeah, yeah, Fine, they yeah. work way more than twenty hours. But you okay, they work and you're still not paying you're them. Still not paying them. And like get off this scholarship nonsense. They're not getting a free education. They're getting one year renewable deals as long as you can yeah, play. Yeah, and that's another thing right there. Like, yeah, if you can't ball anymore or you're whatever might happen, that coach can take that scholarship away from you. Yeah. It's yeah. It's unbelievable. It's the same as professional sports. They're all okay, well, no athletic departments make money. Quit playing. Oh yeah, like when the NBA owners tried to come out yeah. a couple years ago. Or the and NFL's said, a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, because you take the money, money and you redistribute it, yeah. that doesn't mean that you're not making the money. And it doesn't mean that your franchise that you can sell isn't ba- valued at over a billion dollars. Like you saw what that Clippers sale. They sold that thing for two and a half billion dollars. And if you're not making money, you're bad at your yeah. business. Yeah. Like just because, okay, if I'm running a business and you work there and I'm not making money, I still have to pay you. You're exactly. still employed. Yeah, you just own the business. Yeah, you're not taking the money out of the business, but your net worth is skyrocketing because you own this asset that everybody wants um which again yeah side note on the NBA, and like yeah there's so many they're like okay well it'll be really hard to figure out this and really hard to figure out title nine which like i'm the biggest title nine proponent sure. of women's sports out there i can't say that i know everything about it i think there is actually like more about participation than it is about paying the players it's whatever probably, lawsuits yeah. would happen yeah. don't get me wrong but they figured out how to make a billion dollars out of this amateur sport. So I think you can figure out how to pay the players and like let them eat cream cheese on their bake. And here's the other thing. Who are the people that are figuring this out? University presidents who yeah. should be pretty smart people, right? Right. So you mean to tell me a bunch of people who are supposed to be some of the smartest people at some of the smartest places in the world can't figure out a system that's beneficial to all? Um, that's just a crock. Yeah, I mean, like that's ridiculous. Like and You guys can sit down and you can make this work so that the players eat, you know, you guys still eat like it's, it's, it, it can happen. And like, so they tried to unionize at Northwestern, Kane mm-hmm. Coulter and everything. They, they weren't even asking to get paid. They were asking for a seat at the table. Yeah. They were asking to be there to be when you're talking about sanctions, right. when you're talking about cream cheese on your bagel, which right. is, might be allowed now at one point in recent time that was that, not allowed. It, it got so much press. I think they actually changed that, but yeah. There's still like weird stuff like that. They just wanted a seat at the table because they it impacts them the most. Right. And but I agree, like they're going to need a coach to be a part of it. I think Fitz wanted to be a part of it, and you just, I mean, when you're making the, that money and you're getting those bonuses for winning, like he can't. I can't even fault him. He can't come out and stand for the players. And he's an he's an he's an employee of the university. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he can't he can't come off as hostile to the uh, to the university at all. Obviously. But yeah, and I mean, yeah, what Coulter and them did, like you said, they were just trying to get a seat at the table. They wanted their voices to be heard. And I just feel like the NCAA is like just the biggest hypocrites, such a powerful organization. You know, they exploit these, maybe exploit's not the right word. I don't know. Um, They take advantage of the situation that they have and the fact that these kids need them, you know, to kind of advance their careers and go where they want to go. And the NCAA just comes off as like this huge bully a lot of the time. I mean, um, yeah, like you said, the bagels on the cream cheese. But you can't do anything like you. There's a bunch of Michigan players that came out about this. Like the way the NCAA tells you is that all your friends, all your like your your girlfriend's family can't buy you dinner because anyone, you know, you only know because you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. So you can't go out to dinner with your girlfriend's parents. They can't pay for you because 
that would be an improper benefit. Right. Although, like, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, they're just telling you everyone you know is because of sports. I remember, I think it was, I was listening to, like, a podcast with Bill Walden, and he was talking about that, how, like, he would go and see Luke at Arizona, and he couldn't take the teammates out for dinner because, yeah. you know, since Bill Walton was an employee of whatever, at that point in time, it'd be seen as, like, a as like an improper benefit or whatever. Um, I had a roommate who was a linebacker on the ASU football team, and, you know, they'd get their food or whatever, all their cafeteria stuff, and they weren't allowed to take the food out of the cafeteria. So they could only eat in these designated hours at the cafeteria, and if they weren't hungry, you know, and just want to take some meal back to their room because, I don't know, maybe they have to study or do something else, um, they weren't allowed to do that because that's an NCAA violation. And, like, why? I have no idea. Because they don't want people seeing them, like, eating ice cream. I have no idea. Remember Shabazz Napier was talking about that um, when he was going through that tournament run. He's like, look, if I have a night where I got to study all night and I don't make it to the cafeteria by 8, I'm not eating because I don't have the money to get it. you can't even explain anything that they do. Yeah. And, like, that was something else that came up in the Coach Cal 30 for 30, vacating wins. That type of punishment makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. That's, I just I don't get it. Like you can't erase history. Like yeah. the NCAA is out there thinking that they can That's erase I, they history. They think that they're that powerful <laughs> that we can say that something didn't happen. But like they right. did win. Right. Like what I don't what does that mean? Right. And like so then so Coach Cal's in the in the Hall of Fame now, and I thought that was interesting, which because they vacated all of his wins. Yeah. His wins at UMass, his wins at Memphis, like so he's got one title. You one title doesn't get you into the Hall right. of Fame. So to me, maybe that's the Hall of Fame being like, yeah, we don't, we care, don't really care about the NCAA yeah. and this bullshit. Right. And I think at this point, like, everybody knows that the NCAA is full of shit. And another thing that's interesting about the NCAA is, um, and you don't have this in professional sports, the NCAA literally is the governing body for all college sports. Every single sport, football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, golf, right. wrestling, taekwondo, right? Imagine if the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, all these leagues were governed by one body. I mean, it would never work. Um, No. It doesn't make any sense. They're all completely different sports with completely different situations, completely different revenues, um, completely different players, and they're all under this one powerful body that sets all the rules for all the sports. And it, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't think anything they do makes sense. The most powerful thing to me, I think I sent you this. Um, this was on the Sunday of Final Four weekend, and Kane Coulter, same person trying to unionize. Mm-hmm. Good court. I liked him as a quarterback in Northwestern. I like him more as a Kane person. Kane Coulter, man, yeah. Yeah, so he... Did he make in the league anywhere? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, though. He was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he retweeted some article that was comparing... And just a reminder on Final Four Sunday that NCAA players are modern-day indentured servants, modern-day sharecroppers. Right. And I was like, that's that's a pretty hot take. So I read this article, and, like, it's really powerful. So sharecropping is that after Civil War, freed slaves, you could come, you could work on my plantation, and you uh, you work, and you can keep a share of the crops. Right. Not for money, keep a share of the crops. Ended up all the plantation owners got over on them with all types of penalties, cost to use equipment, right. cost to eat, cost to do all right. this. Same thing, indentured servants. You could come over to America, I think, if you agreed for a set period of time to work for no money and room and board. That's yeah. literally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of the crops, you get to go to class because that's what colleges are farming. It's the same thing. And like, that's not legal anymore. No corporation in America would try this except the ridiculous NCAA. Exactly. And you look at all the money that's being made off these things, these bowl games, the NCAA tournament, all these brackets, all the money that's going through there. And I think, you know, it's not like the players are asking, like, hey, I want to make $500,000 a year while I'm in college. But you shouldn't have players who are sitting here telling that they can't eat, right? You can't they, get a job. You can't get a Why job. Why can't you get a job? Yeah. You can't get around um, – you can't take a ride from somebody. You can't go yeah. to the store and have the store owner give you a jersey. And by the way, nobody represents you to make the rules. Exactly. Nobody represents you on the governing body. Yeah. And and it's just the NCAA setting all the rules um, with their investigation. It's it's all bullshit. Um, the way that they operate is bullshit. Just Mark Emmert and a microphone makes me want to throw up. They're investigators like, staying on your campus for like three years running these investigations where they're trying their hardest to just find anything that you may have done. So that you violated some bylaw and they can flex. And everyone thinks that you owe them. You need to stay in school because you owe them for integrity. What integrity? What are you talking about? Why? 
Why can't you're not going to pay me? Why can't I go take care of myself in the NBA, exactly. in the NFL? Exactly. Why do I have to? Why do I owe you anything? And what value is your education bringing me other than trying to get a job? And you look at a lot of the time with the with the education that they're providing with the kids. A lot of the kids, and I, you know, a lot of the kids do choose to go get that education, take full advantage of it. A lot of these kids, though, they put them in these bullshit classes right. just to get them through these no-show, no-paper classes where you come once a month and you get your grade. That's it's what the whole fail. North Carolina Yeah, the whole North Carolina thing. So, like, what are you really giving them? You know, why not just set it up? And this is extreme, but why not just set it up to where the universities run a sports team and these kids come, they come play for you. Yeah. You pay them. You know, you don't have to house them at that point because you're paying them. They can get their own housing. They can get their own clothing. They can do all their own stuff. But... Call it what it is. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's a business. It's not a. And you've called like it what it is athletics. in every other respect when yeah. you're taking in billions of dollars from brands, from ticket sales. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to do anymore. I hate the NCAA. But what are we going to do? They have yeah. to, like, the players would have to not play. Yeah, me not watching, great, me not filling out a bracket. Like, there's no alternative. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, there's no alternative for the players either. It's just, it's the NCAA or bust. Um, and again, yeah, I really hate the fact that the NCAA is in charge of every single sport. Ideally to me, I would say that the sports should have their own, you know, basketball should be ran by basketball, football, volleyball, whatever it might be. And then that way you can kind of figure out a way from there to divide up the revenue so that it's fair for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that why I am. I'm with Sean. Why do you get money if you're a swimmer? Yeah. Generate rem- if there are different governing bodies, though, then they can figure out themselves exactly how to make money, and how to make it work. And then obviously football would still support swimming in some right. sort of way. But like Michigan's athletic department yeah. is never going to lobby anyone to put swimming on TV. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not going to watch it. Right. So. And there's really I mean, there's really there's two big revenue driving sports. Right. Um, and then there's other sports that are still popular and make some money. And then you have the rest of the sports that probably don't make any money at all. Um, and you kind of got to figure out a way to make it fair. So I get that, right? And and like you said, the swimmers would still benefit from football. They would still yeah. have the facilities. They'd still have, you know, all the things that they that they get. But that's but also like college is supposed to prepare you for the real world. Yeah. That's the real that's world. The real when world. you're when you're making money for other people, you're making money. Learn you're your value. Yeah, you're gonna learn that's your value pretty quickly. So yeah, for sure. Um NCAA, yeah, that that Cal documentary was definitely eye opening for me. And it's funny how the hate that he got um for having that approach of like let's empower the kids yeah. you know it's just like no because he said that that when they had the their five starters got drafted in the first round that was the first time any team had ever, ever did that, that. Yeah. and he said that was a huge day for kentucky in the program yeah and kentucky's like what do you mean they all left like how could you say that that's a ridiculous statement like and now they and we they get good players every year every single year and they yeah. made a ton of money off that run and they'll make a ton of money off the run after that and they're still big yeah. blue nation so like i don't want to hear kentucky crying about five players and like you said those players don't owe kentucky anything like they what don't is kentucky owe doing anything. for them and that's why the dockage thing made me so mad like dockage was telling kaminsky he's like yeah well you wouldn't be anything without the university of wisconsin and kaminsky was like okay like yeah university of wisconsin absolutely you know boosted me up while i was there it was great but I was in the gym. You know what I mean? I was putting yeah. in that work. I was the one who was juggling the, the Wisconsin schedule. Wisconsin fans aren't watching a bad team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I was the one who got to the NBA. I yeah. think it's unbelievable that he can talk like that. His son is, his on, son Michigan. is on Michigan. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's wild. Like I wonder what his son thinks. I well, wonder what, what like. Did you see the exchange where he was asked them and like uh, he was like, you know, if you're if these kids are making 100,000, why don't you go ask your son to borrow 25,000 and see how far that gets you? Yeah. Like that's not the case at all. Like. Yeah. Yeah. He's awful. The NCAA is awful. Mark Emmert, you're awful. And I don't know. We'll have to wait till the final four teams don't come out of the locker room. And, but then we'll still be watching come fall college football time, right? Sports, And, and that's how they get us. <laughs> yep. All right, moving on. Um, this was funny. You texted me, I think, about this on Monday, and I was I was thinking the same thing. So if people have been watching like Sports Center, ESPN, which I'm sorry if you do watch ESPN, I hate Sports Center. That's 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 another. <laughs> it's really gone so far it's downhill. So There's like bad. so many versions of it. Yeah, and like, like now you got the it? Jamel and Michael Smith Sports Center. I like, would never watch that yeah, in a million years. <laughs> you're not fooling me with what you're trying to do with that, by the way. But okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah you know, you it's got, too much. Pelt has his own sports There's center. no competition. Yeah. Fox Sports 1 is, like, awful. actual garbage. It's awful. Like, I can't physically watch that. But, like, I don't need to watch 
hour-long highlight shows anymore. Like I don't watch them. Yeah. I really just listen to podcasts and read Twitter I'll and check my, yeah, out SB Nation. Twitter, get my highlight, and, yeah. highlights, and that's all I need. Like ESPN yeah. is like the big, uh, like the big, like the Death Star to me now. I, I can't stand ESPN. The worldwide leader. Unless you guys want to pick us up, but then I love <laughs> um, But yeah. So anyway, so I was watching some Sports Center, um, you know, which I hate doing. But anyways, um, and Tony Romo retired last week, right? It was like first off, it took like four months for him to announce his retirement decision, as if Tony yeah. Romo was sitting there pondering after a season in which he did not play, um, <laughs> if he wanted to play football anymore. That was weird to me. Um, and I, I guess he decided he wasn't going to do it. He's moving it's into the like booth now. His neck is broken. Yeah. His back, like, he might like, die. Bro, like, you knew you weren't playing football anymore yeah. like a month and a half ago. Like, why Why the dramatic stuff? So, he, yeah, so he's going to move into the booth with CBS. Um, he's taking over for Phil Simms, so he's going to be next to Nance, yeah. right? Yep. Um, number one team. Great. Number Straight one team. Prime time right Romo. to the top for Tony Romo because – I know while he was playing, I couldn't wait to hear Tony Romo's takes on what's <laughs> going on in the game. And I'm sure there are. I just, I don't understand why it's even the conversation that it was. Even before the CBS thing, that's a better story yeah. to me than Tony Romo retiring. Like, yeah. you never won anything. anything. You were like a good regular season quarterback. Right. A, sol- a good quarterback. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, okay. In the upper <laughs> echelon of quarterbacks, I'll give yeah. him that. Like, he was, you know, the top 25% of NFL quarterbacks, but sure. But there's even, like, conversation, like, will Tony Romo be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Are you kidding me right yeah. now? Yeah, like, I don't understand. And so, like, yeah, and if you guys didn't see it, like, so Tony Romo's at the Mavericks game suiting up for the Dallas Mavericks, right? Tony Romo's all over the place. It's like this like, huge Like, thank you, Romo. Tony. Yeah. Like, really? Like, I get it when Peyton Manning retired. Like, I, I couldn't Peyton stand Manning, the Peyton Manning stuff. But he Super won two Bowls. Super Bowls and was, you know, obviously one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the Pro game. Bowls. Like, come on. Yeah, like, Tony Romo, the love fest, I, I just don't understand what Romo did that makes it where Tony Romo retiring is such a big deal that he's being honored everywhere he goes. It doesn't make sense. And, like, when that Hall of Fame talk got started, I was like, am I? Did I miss something? Right. Because there was, like, a period of time where we were like, Tony Romo, Jay Cutler, same thing. Right. Trade them straight up, whatever. Right. Like, no, you guys aren't doing Phillip anything. Philip Rivers, like that same, yeah, like, yeah, same I, level. Like, you're Rivers good for better. like, he is better. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're good for like a good, a good late game interception. You don't suck. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, yeah, Tony Romo's better than Jay Cutler. Yeah, I'm not for saying sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you look at all the people. I think Shout you have to Jay. look. <laughs> you have to look at the people that like came out around the same time as him. So I looked this up. Obviously went to Eastern Illinois, the pride mm-hmm. of Eastern Illinois. Highest rated undrafted passer ever. Okay. Great. Okay. That's a, that's a small club. Yeah. Like It was like Warren Moon and Kurt Warner are the only other people that touched him. Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner, winner. I love Kurt Warner. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers. Like, this is his cohort. These people are all better They're than all Tony better than Romo. Him, yeah. Was he ever? But like, like yeah. they are better than him. So yeah. I looked at the numbers, and he is of all those people that I just said, and Philip Rivers and Carson Palmer. He's last in yards. He has no Super Bowl wins. He has no MVP awards. He has the second least number of Pro Bowls. For uh, Carson Palmer has three, and no first team All Pros. And the least amount of starts. Really, he's never been. Oh yeah, I guess he's always been going up against uh, Brady or uh, yeah. Rodgers or yeah. So like he's last. So has he ever been a top five quarterback at any point in time? Like he's has he been one of the five best? So you got you got to look at that time period. So you'll go with Brady, obviously. Yeah. Rodgers, Manning. Manning. Drew Brees. Brees, Roethlisberger. Yeah, um, all these people. Creepy Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> um, so he did have one stat where he was in the top three. Oh, uh, passer rating. He's yeah. in the top three of all those. He's, I think he's one of the highest rated passers yeah. in NFL history. Not like, no Which doubt about it. didn't get you anywhere. Yeah, good career. But yeah, he never won anything. And he could never say that he was a top three quarterback in the NFL during his time. He played playoff games. Yeah. Six. And he went two and four. And he fumbled. So he only made the playoffs four times out of ten. He fumbled an extra point. Was it an yeah. extra point or a field goal? I think it was a field goal. It was a field goal hold that it's he like an iconic to Tony go Romo to the playoffs. Moment. Yeah, like um, I get it. Some people love Romo. Um, that was somebody is Sean who's not here. Yeah, so. Sean. Yeah, this, Sean this would have been good. Absolutely, be arguing that Tony Romo's he loves Romo. Sean we, loves people like that though. Like if if, if 
Like, yeah, I, we talked about it before. Sean is the participation trophy uh, guy. He loves the <laughs> Devin Booker 70-point game. He loves Tony Romo. I know. Romo's we always agree. Ass. And then yeah. Eli and Sean agree, except yeah. on Tony Romo. And well, that's like, yeah, Eli we're not arguing. Sh- Tony Romo was a top three quarterback. Yeah, when I told him I was going to pull this <laughs> hot take, which I don't even think is a hot take, that Tony Romo sucks, he was like, no, he was top three. And then he backtracked and told me not to talk about it anymore. But <laughs> Eli definitely claimed that Tony Romo was a top three quarterback. I was like, okay. So we're talking... Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tony Romo. Yeah. Come on. Never. At Come no point in time on. was he ever one of the top three quarterbacks in the league while he was playing. But again, like, yeah, solid quarterback. Great. You know, the Cowboys should honor him in some type of way. But like. Like no need for a retirement tour. No need no for need him for to be any the starting two guard on the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. Mark Cuban actually trying to get him into a game. That was ridiculous. <laughs> like, why was he there? I was going to make Mark Cuban my cornball of the week, but I love Mark Cuban too much. I watched too much Shark Tank. I can't do that to him. But why? Like, that was ridiculous. And then he kind of in the post-game interview tried to make it like Adam Silver did in Bogus, which he absolutely didn't. Yeah. Like, there's no reason. Silver's like, no, I'm not setting a precedent in which retired NFL quarterbacks and suit up in NBA games. Yeah, That's just going to – okay, because look at the Bulls, all about revenue and playoff revenue and whatever. Now you're just going to be like, oh, we suck. We're about to bring in some celebrity, whatever. They're going to suit up. Starting a two-guard, Barack Obama. Right. I'm I'm going to that. I'm 100% going. Yeah, that's probably a bad example, but, like, Yeah. yeah, common. Like, yeah. Common will come to Chicago and be, like, our six-point guard. I might go to guard. that, too. <laughs> like, that's why. It's ridiculous. You cannot do that. Mark Cuban, stop. Adam Silver was so right. I'm glad he shut that down. That is, like, we don't need to entertain this. And, like, I, I don't know why Tony Romo was there. Yeah. I mean, celebrate that they now have Dak Prescott and, like. Hey, Dak, card-carrying member of the, uh, the Black QB Club. Welcome, Dak. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> we're proud to have him here. Um, yeah. Have his seat next to Jameis Winston. Um, speaking of the Bulls doing anything to bring anybody at the game, I meant to ask you guys about this because you and Sean were both at that game when the Ja Rule did the halftime performance. I wasn't. Eli was. Oh, Eli was there. Okay, okay. But I, Eli told me it was like the worst best thing that ever happened. <laughs> like how much did they have to pay Ja and where did they find? Probably where did they find Ja yet. is the question. They probably gave Ja like 1500 in a bus pass and he was like, yeah, I'm there. Ooh, baby. But he doesn't have to do anything because like all his hits are like uh, like Ashanti singing the, or the like hook J-Lo, and like that's like, the good part. Yeah. He just comes out and grunts a lot. And apparently that's what he did. He just came out and was like Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. For all my people who be living it up, say. <laughs> so many hits though. So many hits. Yeah, shout out but John what if Rule. I saw this on Twitter? What if the Bulls suited up Jay Cutler though? Thank you, Jay. Yo. I'm 100% going to that game, and you know so Jay Cutler funny. is going to be on the bench so disinterested, and, and you know while he's not playing, like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. He's not here? doing that. But I do have a good Tony <laughs> Romo story for you. So Tony Romo's going to CBS. Okay. Tony Romo has been a friend of CBS, from what I understand, for a while. Clearly. So CBS has the Masters, obviously, and so when I worked there, a bunch of people would go down to the Masters, entertain clients and whatnot, and there's like some big party hosted by a high-up CBS person. <laughs> And Tony Romo's there. It's like in a house in Augusta, and it's like corporate people and Tony Romo. And first, I guess Tony Romo, this is actually awesome. Tony Romo has like a drunk dad that follows him everywhere. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's amazing. Like Tony Romo's, Mr. I mean, there, he's Romo. from like Wisconsin yeah. or whatever. Like if you're from Wisconsin and your son's Tony Romo, like I'm following Tony Romo with you're booze everywhere. Drunk dad, yeah. yeah. So Tony Romo's dad is like there, and he's like the kind of drunk dad that like makes all the girls sit on his lap. Like, he's that kind of dude. (laughs) (laughs) So he's there, which is, like, another level. But then Tony Romo, I guess, like, Tony Romo likes golf. Okay. So he's got – he eventually, like, kind of – everyone wants to, like, be near Tony Romo, whatever, like, when a celebrity's there. And he gathers everyone around and starts telling a story about, like, a time he played in a program or whatever. He's always been, like, actually trying to compete on the PGA Tour, which is weird. Forever – and starts telling a story about a time he played golf, like the way some old dude who won the Illinois State title would like talk about that game-winning touchdown. And he's like, and then I'm walking down the fairway, and then <laughs> I pull out my nine iron, and everyone's like, Tony Romo is a huge douchebag. Wow, really? And his drunk dad is in the corner. So I don't know if that means he's going to be like good on CBS or bad on CBS. I feel like I've but... heard that about him, though, that he's kind of a douche. Didn't he have a – wasn't it a weird breakup with that uh, that country singer that he dated? Carrie Underwood? Yeah, wasn't it? Didn't it come out that he was kind of like an asshole? I think so. Yeah, like he well, didn't come out of that, that good. And like he dated Jessica Simpson, too, right? And he was yeah. kind of an asshole. 
are in that too. Um, he actually has one really cute Instagram where he's like throwing passes to his kids. I saw his that. Kids too. start crying. That's that was pretty like good. His first video that he put yeah, out, right? that was pretty good. Yeah. I think he'll probably be good on CBS. I mean, they kind of did Phil Sims bogus with that. Just bye, Phil Sims. Yeah, I thought Phil was all right. Saying talking I mean, about I, every five seconds. He had like a tough <laughs> last year, I think, because they had him doing Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. But well, now but you're has, just going to... He has to do that. Romo has to do yeah, that. Yeah, now you're just going right it's to the, the top Thursday to Sunday. It's in the contract that number one team that does the number one Sunday game has to do that Thursday game, yeah. too. So, so Romo's like, going to be... So, why'd they put him on that? I don't know. They're throwing him out there, too. And, like, people hate the announcers. Yeah. No matter what, they can't do anything right. I think Gus Johnson should just call every single game. Every game. game. Every I actually... Game. So, people hate Chris Collinsworth. Hate him. I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. I kind of like him. I, I think, like, him. I recognize his voice is real stupid, and I think that's mostly why people hate him, but, like, I think he's actually kind of good at his job. He's just... I, I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. Like, I can't I mean, stand Gruden. <laughs> How about Josie Wells? <laughs> like, I just... I can't hear it. Like, I... I don't, I don't mind know. Gruden. Um, I mean, I just think it's a whole bunch of just him just talking crazy and you kind of tune him out. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I can't stand most announcers, actually. Um, I, yeah, I think Tony Romo might be in for a rough go. Yeah, let's see what I happens with that. Um, yeah, we're, we're, so what happens with Sims? Does he get bumped down to the number two or is he just done? I think he's kind of done. I think they were like, well, we got Tony Romo, so we'll figure it out with the lawyers. I don't really know. Phil Sims seems like the guy who would still show up to work. Like, right, guys, I'm <laughs> ready to call the game. Like, Phil, we fired you. Like, no, yeah. I'm ready. I'm here. I'm going to sit in the booth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I mean, maybe they were just like, he, maybe Tony Romo had demands. And they were like, NBC's going to give it to him, so we got to do it. We got to put him on the first team. I feel like maybe Dallas is one of those sports towns, too, kind of like Chicago, where if, like, the, the, the fan base loves you, you're, like, you're set for life, like Tom Waddle type situation, yeah. where, like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you were. If the fan base loves you, you're kind of set for life playing for the Cowboys, so. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. see I, yeah, I they should have put him on the number two team. Let him work his way up. Tony Romo bringing it in here on Sundays and Thursdays, so we'll check it out. Yeah. All right. All right, so one last thing that I wanted to mention. Um, I saw this story this week, and I think I sent it out to Edder. Like, th- this is hilarious, and this is why I love the NBA. So Mo Harkless, um, he is a forward for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. And Mo Harkless was uh, he's a you know swingman, whatever, just whatever type player. But he had it in his contract that um, if he finished the season above 35%, for three-point shooting, he would get a $500,000 accelerator, right? So it's one of those, like, weird contract bonuses yeah. they put in there, performance bonus, whatever, whatever. Which are really common. I don't think I knew how common they were. They're yeah, super common in football. Guys, football I don't football know has a ton of them. Yeah. That's how they get away with not paying the NFL players <laughs> anything because they just put all these crazy incentives in their contract. You only had nine sacks. Yeah. Sorry about you. Sorry, sorry you're not getting paid. Um, but, uh, so yeah, long story short, pretty much, I think there was like three games left in the season and he was at like 35.1%, right? Well, I think he was at 35.2 and he missed one and he missed one and he he dropped down to like 35.2, right? So there's like three games left. And at that point he was averaging like five, three points attempted per game. Right. Um, and then, so the last three games of the season, he just straight up didn't shoot any three-pointers said hey we're not making the playoffs i got this five hundred thousand dollars on the line i don't really give a shit um i'm not gonna shoot any more threes and end the season at 35.1 percent. it was like four games right like he just just didn't didn't shoot a three but he was like wide open a lot of times and he just passed it good for him wide open looks which first of all a hundred percent i'm doing what mo harkless did i want to know how he figured that out like did he do the math did his agent call him and be like called him and was like yo you got um, one shot if you miss it don't shoot anymore yeah we'll talk about this later three-pointer it's gonna cost you a half a million dollars your team is not going anywhere um, you need to go ahead and not shoot those threes. Good for him. Yeah. The real MVP. Not to disrespect Russ, but that's that's hilarious. a real move. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, episode 11. Jamie, thank My you debut. so much. Your debut. How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah. You feel like you're a podcaster now? Yeah. I know you. Uh, I was looking at your, I think it was your Twitter that you wrote. You're a, uh, a podcast enthusiast. I love podcasts. Yeah. I feel like I don't even listen to music anymore. I'm always <laughs> listening to podcasts, like in the shower, on the commute. I travel a lot, so I listen to them on flights. Like Podcasts are the shit. I think next yeah. week, maybe we can talk about some of our favorite uh, favorite podcasts that we I can to. definitely do that. So I got a Although few. I feel like mine are not going to be of interest for you. RJ 
and Channing. I'm, I'm still on that, that one. one right is now. good. Have you listened to it? Yeah, I, lo- I listened to the Tim Duncan one. Was it's hilarious. awesome, yeah, right? It's amazing. Yeah, I've recommended like 45 it. Five minutes of Tim Duncan. Perfect. It was pretty real. Yeah, but the other ones I listen to are like girls talking about like wine and tampons. So but. do you listen to like Nikki listens to uh, like Heather McDonald? She's always listening to that she one. She told me about that. I haven't listened to that yeah, one, but the other I will. One? Allison Rosen. Ooh, these are new. Yeah, she listens. No, to I listen to one with Lo from Laguna Beach. Okay, that sounds stupider than it is, but it's really good. Um, oh, like Lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and like two of her friends. I used to listen to Katie Nolan a lot. We can go into this more next week. Yeah, I'm back for round. I like two. Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan's awesome. I know. Um, I missed that got, one. She's got some good shit. And then I put you onto the. Uh, well, I know Charlie was talking about like the Bodega Boys. Yeah, last like, night. Jesus I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. So yeah, get on some of those. But yeah. I'm mad that we're audio only. I had like cool hats. I yeah, to hopefully. Uh, I don't know. Sean's not going to be back next week. So when we do it next week, we are going to be audio only again. But hopefully we can get you on the video one. And, yeah, uh, one see time. see how that is. Cause I'm mad we didn't do this at Sean's place. I like your little set. We and might, I wanted to go through all his stuff when he was out of town. break into the Grand Ohio <laughs> and see, uh, see what we can do over there. But yeah, we, uh, we got through it. This one was on a little bit of the long side, which I told you I wanted. So, I talked uh, too much. Yeah, hopefully. No, not at all. I, uh, I had fun. All right, it's me too. Yeah. So See you next this week. Comes out good. Next week we will cover some stuff for you guys. Again, uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Please, please, please rate the podcast on iTunes. That's how we get up to the top. We want to get as many subscribers as possible, and uh, keep giving you guys some good com- content. And as always, let us know what you want to hear. Jamie, again, thank you so much for letting us. Uh, Welcome. Thank you for having me. Let's go check out this Bulls game. Let's do it.